Arizona Sports Football Friday continues, presented by Sanderson Ford. Cardinals and Commanders coming up Sunday morning here in the Valley, Sunday afternoon in our nation's capital. Got to find out everything there is to find out about the Washington Commanders. There's a lot of questions to be answered about them going into this matchup and joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. He is the co-host of the B. Mitch and Finley Show on 106.7 The Fan in our nation's capital. J.P. Finley joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. J.P., I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us late on a Friday there back there in Washington. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we know what it's like to have a new owner with uh, Matt Ishbia taking over for the Phoenix Suns from Robert Sarver. But tell us about Josh Harris taking over for Daniel Schneider and just how much excitement there is and maybe even just relief for the fans. Yeah, you know, I haven't thought about that, but there, there are some interesting parallels with Sarver and and Ishbia. The, the one big difference, I would say, and I know the Suns haven't, you know, hoisted a, a, a title trophy, but they've been close under Sarver. Um, by all accounts, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarver was a total jerk. Dan was a total jerk, and they sucked. So it was kind of a... a, a a, a double negative here in DC. Well, they so, did have a run. They did have a run with with Amari Stoudemire, Steve Nash, and Sean Marion, where they were in the Western Conference Finals a bunch of times. So there was yeah. a there was some success with that seven second or less Mike D'Antoni teams. They were fun to watch, right? I remember there was that big brawl, and the Suns kind of got hosed. I feel like, but um, I, as far as here in DC, Dan had just become so toxic. And the environment at the stadium was so terrible. And it was just like this confluence of events that just sucked all the time. And it kind of sucked the life out of a really, really great and proud franchise. And it it, it overpowered it. And, and then things got so sideways that, you know, Dan started losing his his limited partners and owing them money, and then he's not investing money in the stadium, and you got sewage pipes opening up on top of fans, and it just, it, it got awful here. And so his removal, you know, the, the past two months or so since the new guys took over, or really since you knew they were going to take over, has been like a celebration and a, and a rebirth of football in the city. Um, I, I mean, why... The, the, Coming on with you guys right now is, is easy because I'm actually leaving downtown D.C. Uh, they were holding a pep rally tonight where Josh Harris was, like, addressing a crowd of probably a 1,000. I don't know how big the crowd was, but it was, you know, a stone's throw from the White House. They're, they're embracing the city, like the city proper in a way that hasn't happened with Dan. And, I mean, this is dumb and perhaps a little, like, collegial, but in the past – since Harris has taken over the team, there's already been two pep rallies. And in the years Dan owned the team, I don't think there was ever one. So they're trying to just re-engage and re-embrace the fans. Yeah. And they're doing it the right way. They're just simple stuff like giveaways. Um, they're giving away these hats tonight that honestly look pretty dope. Like, they looked like a like a Nike dry fit kind of hat. I think it was a knockoff brand, but it was a nice hat. And like compare that to... When they honored Sean Taylor at a game last season, the stadium seats 60,000. They only printed 10,000 Sean Taylor tribute towels. And when you look at these towels, you could tell they were ordered on about two days' notice. Like, it was all cockeyed. It was just everything they did was cheap. 
just done poorly. Yeah. And now it looks like it's, we're, we're getting out of the woods. All right. As far as the football team getting out of the woods, there's it's hard to gauge the level of optimism about the team itself. Projections are kind of all over the place. Defense looks like it's solid. The wide receiving core looks like it's very solid. It feels like all the questions are about Sam Howell. What's your level of confidence about him going into the season? What's the market's level of confidence about him going into the season? Uh, the market probably outpaces the reality, frankly. Um, you know, I, I've watched every NFL throw he's ever had now. Um, a lot a lot to like. He's got a, a big arm, good feet, works hard, film, film grinder, all that. Everything you want off the field. But real questions remain if he can – if he can get through his reads against disguised coverages under pressure. And you can say that about most young quarterbacks. Um, there is some concern that, that he could get a little bit of happy feet when the pocket starts collapsing on him and just look to move before he should. And we're not going to know that until, you know, Sunday when the Cardinals are here or, or maybe a month from now. Um, I Honestly, though, I've watched a lot of bad quarterbacks in Washington, and I, I think he could deliver a better performance than we saw last year with Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke or two years ago or three years ago. Uh, he, he's he got something to him, and, and it, it it lends to some pretty you know exciting conversations if he could play. The defense, the front seven, is probably going to be a problem for the Cardinals. Now, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option on Chase Young. He's had a lot of injuries. I get it. You didn't have to pay him. Might as well see if he could stay healthy. But tell me about the defense, their ability to get pressure on the quarterback and maybe force some turnovers. Yeah, so let's start with Chase. We don't even know if he's going to play Sunday. And if I had to guess, I would lean that he isn't. Um, he hasn't practiced in a month. Uh, he's not as of... When we talked to Ron Rivera this afternoon here, he, he, he hasn't been medically cleared for contact yet. So I have a hard time believing he's playing Sunday. That said, I mean, the two best defensive players are on the interior, and John Allen and Deron Payne. I think Montez Sweat could, could be a real problem for Arizona coming off the edge. Um, they're good on the back end. They, this rookie corner they have, Emmanuel Forbes, he's got real sticky fingers, man. I, I will not be surprised if he ends up getting his hands on a few passes Sunday, especially against, you know, whatever's happening with the Cardinals at quarterback. Uh, defensively, I, I think they could be – defensively, I think they'll be pretty good. If there is an area where they might struggle, could be to your advantage. I, they don't stop the run all that well. They don't have great linebacker play. Um, they do have really hard-hitting safeties. So if, if you have Dobbs, they've struggled against running quarterbacks. If James Conner gets going – you know, that that might be a path for Arizona, but I, I don't think it's going to be through the air. With Ishbia here, he came in, he evaluated Monty Williams for a little while, and then they made a decision to go in a different direction. They hired Frank Vogel, they let go of Monty Williams. We're reading and hearing a lot about Rivera, the slow starts they gets off to every year, and just wondering, you know, how much of a of a of a hot seat is it for your head coach? Do you think that he survives the year if things go south, or do you think he's the guy that they want going forward? Uh I don't think he survives if things go south, no. Um, I mean, he's been in this is his fourth season. They haven't won a playoff game. It's been very, just pretty much mediocre. Um, he's had some real questionable decisions. He's also, like, the, you know, he has complete control here. He's the football boss. He, there is a GM, Martin Mayhew, but Ron's his boss. So it's hard. This, 
he doesn't have the luxury of being able to blame the personnel guy if there's a power struggle. Like, he is the power. Um, I, I would – I don't want to say expect because I think maybe they could win nine, ten games and, 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 and maybe ownership, new ownership sticks with them. But I, I think – at best, it's 50-50 if he remains and this staff remains. And you've got, like, the extra wrinkle of now Eric Bieniemy is your offensive coordinator who is, you know, such a hot name around the league. If, if, if he starts to develop Sam Howell and the offense seems like it's clicking, you wonder what the pressure looks like there, too. So it's a, it's a tricky situation for Ron. He's been through this before. He was a coach in Carolina when they got sold. And he made it through that transition, and then the next year got fired. So, Ron knows Ron knows the situation. I, there's no uh, his head's not in the sand on this one. Yeah. Hey, JP, we appreciate the time, especially again late there uh, on the East Coast. We appreciate you coming on. We'll talk soon. Okay. Guys, thanks a lot. Yeah, you got a JP Finley from 1067 The Fan, co-host of the B Mission Finley show back there in DC.